You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, my name is Jeff Schilling, and I'm the Global CISO for Teleperformance. Today, we're going to discuss our journey through the COVID-19 pandemic and how we continue to protect our clients and our remote workers as we evolve from a service delivery model that was mostly brick and mortar operations to now we're mostly a work from home environment. With me today is Colin Black. He's the COO of CrowdStrike, probably our most important security partner when it's when it comes to uh, securing us through that transition. In, in his role as CEO, as COO of uh, CrowdStrike, Colin is responsible for leading the growth and scale of the company. And for those who follow the cybersecurity industry, you'll know that uh, CrowdStrike comes up as one of the industry leaders, especially when it comes to endpoint detection and response. Colin, welcome to, uh, to our uh, forum today. I appreciate you joining us. And I wonder if you could just kick us off real quickly with a high-level description of exactly what CrowdStrike does for its clients. Sure. Uh, and Jeff, thank you very much for the uh, introduction. So CrowdStrike, we're a cybersecurity company. Um, think, us, think of us like the next generation of um, old cybersecurity favorites you probably know, like um, McAfee or Symantec. Um, but uh, CrowdStrike was born in the cloud. Um, we're cl- meaning we're cloud native. Um, you know, that means that um, our product was designed and started in the cloud and can take advantage of it from a scaling perspective, rather than a lot of solutions that uh, uh, essentially have been ported to the cloud, um, which really um, aren't native and don't scale in the same way. Um, so uh, we're that new next generation of uh, antivirus, if you like. We call it uh, endpoint detect and response, where we're able to see what's going on in an endpoint. We use artificial intelligence um, on that data that we see in the cloud, and we have services like Overwatch, um, which are a bunch of people who are looking at all the data that comes from your machines in the cloud uh, and um, look for bad things that are going on and you know has your back. We also have services like Complete, which actually will run that um, service for you. Um, so your cybersecurity is kind of run as a service. Um, and we have many different modules now that provide different value um, for IT departments um, based on the data that we do collect in the cloud. Now, I should say the data we get is telemetry-like data. So if you think about a car, um, you may be seeing things like oil pressure and temperature, um, but you don't hear about the recordings in the car, what's being said in the car. It's kind of like that. We don't have documents. We don't know what's going on, but we do know what's happening um, with the device. So next generation of uh, antivirus, if you like, um, you know, cybersecurity uh, at its kind of best with artificial intelligence and a number of services behind that are proactive and, and are looking after you. Yeah, and I tell you, the Overwatch service is something that we leverage at Teleperformance, and it's great. I, I call it my second pair of eyes that's uh, watching our environment just in case our security professionals miss something. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's always a great feeling to know that we got uh, CrowdStrike backing us up. Uh, you know, uh, before we kicked off COVID-19, Teleperformance only had 9,000 remote employees. Now we have over 200,000. And my observation, CrowdStrike was critical as we went through that big transition. And you, you mentioned the cloud component of, of uh, CrowdStrike. Can you tell why that was important and, and made us make that transition much easier? Yeah, um, you know, CrowdStrike was born in the cloud. We're cloud native, so we're designed for um, running in the cloud, meaning that you don't need on-premise infrastructure. We have a small sensor. 
um, that goes on to an endpoint, and that endpoint can be a mobile device, it can be a Mac, it can be a PC, it can be a server of all different types of flavors. Um, and uh, as long as it has an internet connection, which you know everything has these days, as long as you have an internet connection, then that data goes to the cloud. Um, and in the cloud, we then apply our artificial intelligence and our other services there. So um, it's ideal for scaling. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're at a Starbucks or whether you're at home or whether you're in the office, um, our product works for you based on um, the fact that where it doesn't matter where you are. Um, so as, as people have gone through this pandemic uh, and you know the acceleration to the cloud uh, as a result of that and people moving out of the office, it really doesn't matter. Our product was designed to work from anywhere. So it's really helped organizations like yourself um, scale and move very fast and, and get rid of some of the traditional bottlenecks like VPNs uh, and um, hairpinning through those VPNs and, and um, management issues because whilst we also do um, cybersecurity, we, we also help manage that endpoint remotely as well. So we're able to help people patch on their endpoints as well. So the management is uh, available, but essentially that frictionless scaling, the ability to, to do it anywhere um, and scale up on any size, um, using that cloud native has just been um, tremendously uh, useful for folks uh, in this particular environment. Yeah, you know, uh, that was one of the things I noticed as well. It was one of those security controls that worked just as well in brick and mortar as it did at work from home, and we didn't have to do anything. That's that's exactly mm -hmm. the kind of thing that we need when you got to scale from 9,000 to 200,000 people. Um, you know, I just I just finished reading a a study by VMware uh, that uh, there's been a it's been identified that there's a 148 percent increase in ransomware incidents. And for those who don't know what ransomware is, that's when a malicious actor sends code to your computer or to your company, and it basically locks you out of your uh, of your environment so that you can't use your files. Um, and then the term ransom comes from the fact that you have to pay ransom in order to get it back and have to be anything from a couple thousand dollars to millions of dollars, depending on the scale of their, of their grip that they have on the organization. Colin, I know that that's one of the strengths of, of CrowdStrike. Can you, can you tell us what you guys do to help resist against the ransomware type attacks? Sure. I mean, what you're seeing with ransomware um, now is kind of a journey that we're on, you know, going back several years ago when um, actors would get into your environment, it was all very stealthy. They were looking to try and get trade secrets, whether it was from finance or whether it was from legal or whether it was your intellectual property. It was all done very stealthily. But we've seen a trend over the last few years that started with the Sony hack um, where destruction was becoming acceptable. And ransomware is the latest of that. Um, and uh, it's, it's very difficult um, for folks in those situations. So most traditional antiviruses and folks that are trying to defend from, from these types of attacks work on signature-based. That is, you know, it's kind of like looking for the number plate on a car, um, which uh, might draw up outside a bank to rob it, right? Um, so as long as you know the number plate, then you'll catch the robbers. Um, but if you change that number plate at all, um, then the, the, the technology you have isn't going to work. CrowdStrike is behavioral based. Um, we have what we call indicators of attack. Um, and so we look for things um, that are common uh, to attacks uh, and look for that chain to occur. So, for example, in ransomware, um, one of the first things that happen is a dropper gets put on the endpoint. 
you then enumerate that device. That means you look across the hard drive on that device and see what files that you may have there. Um, you then will drop some sort of certificate or some sort of um, encryption key um, on the end device. Uh, you will essentially then remove the backups, uh, backup copies um, that you found and where backups are. Um, and then you'll go ahead and encrypt that device. So it doesn't matter the technologies you use, the techniques that you use to do that, but the attack will happen in that way. And we look for those behaviors. And when those behaviors happen, then we stop it. Um, so, you know, we're active on that endpoint and we'll stop that um, from occurring. So the ransomware um, isn't effective. So that behavioral base makes it a lot easier. So it's like um, in that robbery situation, the car turns up, they change the number plates, um, and most of the uh, signature-based um, antivirus at this point will fail. We've noted the car has turned up. Then all the robbers jump out, run into the bank. Um, at this point, well, they still might be getting cash. That's okay. It could be an okay event. Um, but when they uh, get up to the teller, pull out a gun, and then run out with the money, we're kind of like, yep, that's an attack. And at that point, we stop it. Um, and so we use those behaviors um, in our tool set that essentially um, allows you to change different things, but we still see the same behaviors and therefore stop it. Very different from um, signature-based. Okay, yeah, and that's that's one of the things I kind of call it our, our sophisticated guard dog, you know, like a Belgian Malinois that knows by the smell that something's bad. It doesn't necessarily have to see the, the actual, the uh, non-signatures. Right. As we uh, move into uh, 2020 and 2020, early 2021, we've seen an uptick in nation-state um, activity. And they're coming in with a very sophisticated vector of, of basically compromising some of the IT tools that many of us use to manage our IT service delivery. Um, specifically, you know, the, the most recent events have, have involved SolarWinds and uh, Microsoft Exchange servers, which just about every company uses. And a lot of times our clients will ask, what are you doing to protect against that type of attack? And my standard answer has always been we have CrowdStrike monitoring and then we have the Overwatch service. Can you provide a little more elaboration of what it is you guys bring to the fight against these most sophisticated actors? Yeah, so firstly, let's um, state clearly, this was an incredibly sophisticated attack um, where reconnaissance and a lot of effort was put in for a long time beforehand. Um, before the attack was actually triggered and, and um, a lot of tradecraft in covering their um, tracks and also in emulating uh, real users. So it was very, very hard to find. Um, but what we, we are doing is, again, we're looking for those behaviors, those same things that are going on. So we're looking for behaviors in the tool. Uh, and when we say those odd behaviors, because still at the end of the day, you're doing something you shouldn't be. So when we see those behaviors, um, we flag them. Second to that, you know, and that's our artificial intelligence that also, you know, very much helps with that. Second to that, as you say, we have the Overwatch service, uh, and that service um, is a bunch of folks that are used to looking across all this clouded data with all of our 10,000 plus customers out there um, and all of their endpoints looking for these things um, happening. Um, just in case uh, anything doesn't pick it up. So we have this human intelligence sitting on top, always looking at the activities in the platform um, to see what's going on and, and flagging that if it should. 
Then we also put things together when we see um, attacks going off, you know, like a solar winds or like the exchange attacks. We create dashboards in our tools um, to highlight to, to our users very quickly whether this is a problem for them or, or not. And we're very proactive in, in reaching out to customers as well if we see any issues. Um, so, you know, some of the things I'm very proud about um, with CrowdStrike is uh, the way in which we manage those particular events for folks and stop them. Yeah, I tell you, I, I definitely enjoyed the feeling that we, we are kind of crowdsourcing security and we're learning from others across your whole environment and your customer base, and it definitely um, makes me uh, feel feel much better. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us today and helping educate our teleperformance uh, following on LinkedIn. Um, the cyber world is still very scary, but uh, like I said, I, I definitely sleep better at night knowing that we have CrowdStrike as a partner. Again, thanks to our audience for joining us here today, and hopefully you learned something from this uh, quick conversation, and I hope you have a, a safe rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.